Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Details of Life. I'm your host, Marcus Wilson, and thank you once again for coming and taking some time out of your day to spend some time with me. I sincerely appreciate it, and I'm really excited about today's episode because for months now, I've been getting requests from a lot of people to bring on the coach from University of Evansville. Now, I, I have fans from all around the world and, and listeners from all around the world because I played in multiple countries, and I know people listen from all over the world and all across the United States, but I know a large portion of my base is in the Midwest and specifically in Evansville because I played there. I had a good career there. And so a lot of the fan base wanted to see me bring Coach Licklider on. So today's your lucky day. I had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Licklider last week. I was really excited to talk to him about a few things because, you know, he's had a, a really good, diverse career. He was a high school coach. Then he went to Butler in 2001. That team was ranked for the first time in 53 years. And we know Butler has skyrocketed since then, went to two national championship games under Brad Stevens. So I feel like he helped catapult that program, went to Miami University in Ohio, went to Marion University, was at Iowa University, also was a scout in the NBA for the for the Boston Celtics with Brad Stevens. So we talked about all that. But one of the things I was really excited about talking to him about, and I'm sure you're looking forward to this as well, is when he came back to the University of Evansville as the head coach, he came back under circumstances that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. He was the third head coach that year alone. His best player was hurt. And the, the, the former coach had been relieved of his duties for, you know, some, some allegations. And so it was just rough. It was, a, it was a really rough time for the program and for a head coach to be coming in. So I really admire the fact that he took the bull by the horns, jumped into the fire and said, I want to take this challenge. So you got to admire and, and, and respect someone that doesn't run from things. So, you know, we had a chance to talk to him about that. I asked, why would you take this job at this moment? You know, you don't have anything else to prove. And so I'm sure you'll look forward to hearing those answers. So talked about a lot of things. I'm not going to give too much away. So without further ado, let's go ahead and chime in with Evansville Aces head coach, Tyler. I just prefaced everyone today I have the head coach of my alma mater University of Evansville head coach Todd Licklider how you doing coach I'm good Mark it's a pleasure to be with you thank you so much for making the time to to come on I've been excited to talk to you and so we'll get to what you've been doing here at Evansville but want to start back um when you were the head coach at Butler in 2001 I feel like you were the coach that kind of Kicked, kick-started the, the success that Butler's had recently. You know, I know Brad Stevens had even more success, but your 2001 team was the first team in 53 years that was ranked at, uh, at Butler. So what were some of the things that you were doing to help get the success then and to be able to break the top 25 in 2001? Well, I appreciate the, the compliment. And uh, it was a team effort. Um, I inherited really good players, and they were good guys. We had a terrific foundation, Barry Collier and Thad Mata. And um, so, you know, I, I knew where we were. I knew I didn't want to change a whole lot. We had terrific support. So many similarities, to be honest with you, with Evansville. And so um, I just knew we could build on it. There was a picture up in the um, office with a field. It was Hinkle Fieldhouse was full. But it was so much red in it because it was when we played Indiana. It was before I got there. And I, I told everybody, I said, we're going to have one of those pictures up, but it's all going to be blue. We're going to fill this. And so we had big dreams. And, you know, dreams aren't – you're not going to realize those on your own. And so fortunately, I had really good support. And, and like I say, the players, they all 
went to bat for me and, uh, and to John Perry, who was the AD of his credit, he didn't worry about making a big splash. He thought, hey, we've got a good system here. The players trust, uh, you know, Coach Lick. And so he went with that move and uh, I'm indebted. Great experience. Yeah, yeah, man. You really did a good job there. And I, I think that's when the, the country really started taking notice of how good of a coach you were. So there's a lot of things that transpired between then and Evansville. So I only have so much time with you. You went to two Sweet 16s in 2003 and 2007, was National Coach of the Year in 2007, went to Iowa, one year at uh, Miami University, head coach at Marion. And then, you know, you went on to Boston Celtics and became a scout. And so Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the business. So I'm going to kind of pick up there. So what was that like working with Coach Stevens? Uh, knowing you guys have both been at Butler and then also, you know, just I'm sure people are interested like I am. What's the life like of an NBA scout? It's pretty good, <laughs> <laughs> except for uh, I had a scout say one time it's lonely. And, you yeah. know, when you've coached, you're connected with a team and you really didn't feel that connection. I was a Midwest scout and I had more of a connection than probably most scouts because of Brad. You know, and you, you speak of Brad and um, – it's pretty. It's, a, it's a very gratifying to see his success. I he was he's only worked under me. I gave him his first uh, coaching position, so it's pretty neat. But you know, Brad Brad's going to he was going to be successful regardless of uh, what he did, whether he coached or was in business. His approach, he, he's got a lot of humility, so he'll self reflect, he'll improve, uh, which you need humility to do that. He's accountable. So people have asked me, when did you know he's going to be a great coach? And I said, well, as soon as I saw him tackle the small jobs like they were really important, I knew. I just knew that, you know, he was – he had the right – like I say, the right approach. So, But the Celtics uh, – that was a good experience. All those experiences are so terrific. You mentioned Miami, Ohio. I got to work with Charlie Coles, who's a dear friend, terrific uh, coach. And, so all those experiences have paid off. You draw on those. And, uh, you know, it's, I love the game. I love teaching more than anything. And so uh, just the, the opportunity to teach and help young people to grow is, is really an honor. Yeah, I'm sure that was awesome and helped. You know, we always want to keep learning and getting better. And each experience that you went through probably has helped you uh, become even a better coach. So, you know, a couple of years ago, you came to the University of Evansville with Coach uh, Walt McCarty. And then after the first year, you had to step away. And there was a lot of speculation as to why you stepped away. So I wanted to give you the opportunity, uh, you know, if fans wonder, you know, why did you step away after that first year uh, before you came back recently? Well, it was, it was a, basically twofold. I, I, I would have stayed longer. I, I really I liked uh, everything that, was, that we, we had going. I liked uh, the University of Evansville, loved the community. Uh, but I really thought that uh, – my contribution was that of experience and almost like a consultant. And uh, I felt like I had, you know, one year I, I had given about what uh, they needed from me. Um, and, you know, after you've been a head coach, uh, being assistant, you know, is not quite as easy. It's a, it's a little bit so. And, but I didn't have any complaints. But I think people may know that I had an accident, I was, which I'll never do again. I don't get on ladders. but I climbed a ladder and was going to clean a gutter. And next thing I know, I was on the ground. I, I don't remember any of it. But I got incredible care at uh, St. Vincent's of, of Evansville. And I spent two, two nights in the ICU. And um, I came out of it. I had uh, 
neurologist that was, I was in his care. And uh, so we just watched scans. I had a concussion. I blacked out. I had a concussion. And uh, when they re finally released me after a few weeks, I realized I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, you know, they gave me some time here um, off and uh, to recover. But even after I recovered, I, I told Walt, I just couldn't, I didn't feel like I could get into the gym and do what I needed to do. Um, I'm still active. I'm, you know, I've got experience. I'm a little older, but I still like to get in and teach and be a part of all that. And it was the concussion thing really made me realize how serious that is. I knew it was. I believe in the protocol. When you experience it, then it gives you a different uh, point of view on it, I guess. And so uh, my feeling was I couldn't do justice, you know, and it'd be better to, to move on. And, and, I, and I had a very fulfilling career. I've had a great career. And um, so I thought, well, I'll step away. But a problem arose. And after I got to really everything healed up, I got feeling good. Now I was anxious to be back. And uh, one of the, my sons said that they were going to throw a retirement party for me. And my wife said, no, you're not, because if somebody calls, he'll go back. <laughs> he'll go right back to work. So uh, she knows. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't stay away. And then this opportunity arose, and, uh, you know, because of my, yeah, uh, you know, familiarity and, and care for and, and appreciation for University of Evansville, and it was, it's obviously one I, I'm very thankful for. Yeah, I, I I knew that story and I knew about your injury, but I also knew that a lot of people out there didn't know. So I'm glad uh, gave you the opportunity to. Clear well, I feel great now. I'm yeah, thankful. Good. Good. And with that being said, that leads me to my next question. So you come back this past year, midseason, and honestly, from the outside looking in, it just seemed like a no-win situation. You would have been the third head coach that year. Your best player was already out. You know, it's kind of tumultuous. And so why, you know, why did you come back into what seemed like a really hard situation to turn things around? And yeah, what made you come back under under these conditions? Well, it's, it's uh, multi uh, reasons. I, uh, there was mutual appreciation and respect, uh, you know, with the administration and, and, uh, and for myself. So that was, that was part of it. I missed the game. I missed teaching and being part of a team. I really enjoyed these players, and, um, and they welcomed me back. I didn't know that they would to the degree, but I really am indebted to them for that. But... Uh, I just knew that the potential and the opportunity at Evansville was something that uh, you you kind of dream about as a as a coach, and uh, it's not the way I wanted the job, but it's it is the job I wanted, and it, it was the guys I wanted to leave. And we we did struggle, and you know it's, it's but to their credit, they I felt like they were putting an awful lot of pressure on themselves when I first got here, and um, you know so we just tried to refocus on playing good basketball. And they did some. They they played better, and um, I'm proud of them. I think we laid the groundwork. I'm glad I came in when I did because, you know, now we're we're ahead of the game, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I told you this during the season, so I'm not just saying this now, but I saw immediate improvement in the effort and execution when you came back, and so um, it's really good to, like you said, I think that did give you a head start. And each coach is different, and so. Obviously, you may run some things a little bit differently than the past coaches, and but you got to take it step by step. So, coming into your first full season, because I'm sure you know people don't realize, even though you came in like 
you're playing games every three days. And so one of those days in between is a scout. It might be a travel day. It might you might have a day off. have a necessary day off. And right. so it's hard to implement the things you want to implement. You almost got to continue what was already in place. So now as your first season as a full head coach, what are some of the things you're thinking about in terms of developing your culture and getting things rolling off the way, getting things started off the way you would like? Well, we want the environment to be a championship environment. And um, you and I and these guys probably don't realize the incredible tradition that Evansville has, but you and I do. And uh, I'm fortunate, although from a distance, I still grew up with it. And so we're wanting to restore. And um, I think that Butler's a good blueprint. We had, um, you know, it, it, they're similar institutions, and uh, we can do it in a similar way. I think it's very satisfying to do it that way. Our team will be stronger than the, the single individual. We'll be better together. Uh, but you have to keep building on that. You have to have shared vision, and you have to share the vision with, with you know, your teammates. And, uh, and then we have to agree on it, have a consensus. So we're going to work on, on that, making sure that um, we, we – are focused on uh, on growth, on being better, on um, keep improving. Uh, part of that is, hey, you have a chance to earn a very distinguished degree. Make sure you're doing everything you can to make that happen. Um, and and the habit is uh, that you're applying yourself, you're preparing well, and and um, and then and then for success, success doesn't just happen. I've got a quote that I share with them. Uh, the person at the top of the mountain didn't fall there, you know, <laughs> had to, so it's kind of a climb. We, and, you know, there's a lot of enjoyment in that process and making sacrifices for others and seeing them improve and um, the camaraderie that, that you, that you have through, um, you know, through sharing and, and, uh, and building one another up. So I think we're, you know, we're, we're working hard on, on the right approach, on a value-centered um, uh, program uh, where we're making decisions that, uh, you know, are not only best for us, but best for everybody, and then applying ourselves. And, you know, you, you build teams. You don't, uh, you don't just uh, recruit just talent. You have to have talent. There's no question. But how does that talent fit together? How does, you know, what kind of approach do the players have? I just think Evansville has all the ingredients. You, you can just, it, it's just an easy sell for me because I believe in it so much. So, um, you know, I, I think those things that we'll do, we'll take a look at, um, you know, how, how we want to play. We'll, we'll obviously uh, adjust some of that. We'll have more time to do it. We're, so, um, you know, we'll, I think we've got the formula. We just got to get it implemented. Yep, yep. Well, I know you got the skills and uh, mm -hmm. the skills and experience to do it. And so, you know, right now, normally guys would, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but guys would be in the gym with uh, coaches doing individual workouts with the strength and conditioning coach, you know, getting stronger and stuff in the offseason. COVID-19 has taken away much of that. And so what are some of the things that you and your staff are doing in order to communicate with your guys? And what are, you know, since you can't do those things, what what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis with your team, you and your staff? Well, more than anything, what I want our guys to do is uh, initially was to um, to make the adjustment and adapt to the online learning and, and be successful in the classroom. And they had a really good spring. I'm proud of them. And so that's, that's great. Um, and then all of our 
correspondence really has been, we, we've not worried about the physical, we'll be fine there uh, as long as they're staying healthy. So our, our focus has been on being a good teammate, what that means, um, proper attitude and approach. And part of that is we said, you can practice being a good teammate in this difficult time by following all regulations, adhering to the healthcare um, uh, guidelines and, and being a good teammate in that way. So I'm not at all concerned about the physical. Um, what I want them to do is, and I encourage them to read, to study, to develop, you know, that approach, but to always be safe. So it's really been academics, health, and then team attitude is what we've been focused on. We'll start to expand and do some Zoom meetings now because we have a few in summer school, but not as many. And so we'll have some time uh, where, you know, we can spend some time together and, um, and just work through what does it mean to be, truly be a good team, teammate, and be, and be a truly a unified team. And uh, what an honor it is to represent your university, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, most definitely. That's definitely, and we all know, and I, and I know this. Evansville is, has a great tradition of basketball, but one of the things I'm most proud of is we've always been student athletes, and like you said, you know, focusing on uh, the grades and and character and things like that, and being a good teammate. Those things are just as important. So it's good to hear that you are focusing on that. So in closing, I always ask some of the people uh, that come on because everybody's had some level of success, and you've been successful in multiple different stops. So. Do you have any habits or daily routines that you do that you feel has helped contribute to your level of success? I do have. Uh, each morning I, I'm up and I read and I spend time um, actually in prayer and reading. Uh, and it's a time, a special time for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that uh, I don't discuss a whole lot. It's kind of a, a private part of my life. But uh, people in my family know that that's my time. and. Uh, I've been fortunate to people have shared with me some uh, excellent reading material. And uh, so, you know, you just, you just try to develop and get ready for the day and make sure your, your, fo your focus is correct. Um, and then that doesn't mean I don't, you know, make mistakes. I do, but uh, try to learn from them and move on. And uh, so, you know, trying to work on perspective and discernment and, and uh, growing as a, as a person and a leader. So um, thankful for that that hour or so in the morning with just kind of quiet time. We all know how important that is, just to get your mind right, and then you know having your your balance of faith and and everything. So that's awesome. And I guess in closing, coach, I'll just say you know I'm obviously I'm a alum and I have a lot of pride in University of Evansville, and so you know I'm really excited about next season, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that you know we we obviously improve, but I, I've told you and I think the fans and almost everybody knows my pride for Evansville is through the roof. And so anything that I can do to help, uh, whether it's you or the guys or whatever, whether it's talking to them or whatever, you know, I'm always there. And uh, we'll be I'll calling support, on you. <laughs> I'll support I'll, I'll support whoever is there leading these these guys, because I know the experiences that I have of having a full house and having, you know, all, that experience as a student athlete. It was just so awesome. I want those guys to experience that, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we're working towards getting there. So, man, good luck with everything. Uh, I support you, and thank you for making the time with me today. My pleasure, Marcus. Sure appreciate right. the support. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Talk All to right. you later. Okay. 
Thank you, Coach Licklider, for coming on and spending that time with us. I really appreciate it. And as always, I always root for the people that I bring on here because they're almost all my friends. But this one's a little bit different because this is my alma mater. So I'm really pulling for the Aces to, to have a great season, turn things around, and have all the success in the world. So I'm behind you, Coach. And let's go ahead and get it done. Next episode, we're going to be bringing someone else from the Evansville area on. He's at a what, what you would call a football school, Coach Brad Brunell from Clemson University. He's from the city of Evansville, as many of people from Evansville know, but another Evansville native doing good things out at Clemson University, and he's had some success in multiple stops, had some success at Clemson, so I'm really excited about bringing him on and having another head coach from the ACC come talk to us, and I'm sure you'll enjoy that. The last thing I'll close with, guys, is you know I would be remiss to not mention what's going on in our country today, and please stick with me because I know most of you come here to get a break from all the things that you're seeing on the news. So I'm not going to get into the details about this side or that side. Only thing I will say is this, and I, I wouldn't ask you to do something that I wouldn't do. Just this morning, I was out cleaning up parts of the community of, of buildings that were looted last night. And so I wanted to challenge myself, what can I do to make the climate of America better? What can I do to make my community better? And this was just one way I thought I could do it. Maybe that's not your way. I think another way to do it is just to look at yourself and say, how can I make things better? If I'm judging another side or if I'm a, a, a black person who's been experiencing racism, you know, how can I build a bridge? If I'm a white person that maybe doesn't understand the other side, how can I build a bridge? Look at yourself and think, how can I make my community and this world better by bringing us together because we need more unity right now. So I'm challenging you guys to do that. I'm trying to lead by example. I love you guys. I thank you for your support. You know, never ever paint a whole group of people with just a, a broad stroke because it's not like that. You got to dig into the details of getting to know people. And you know what? That's right. Greatness is in the details, guys. Thank you so much for coming in and listening with me today. Come back and join myself and Brad Bunnell next Wednesday. And I look forward to seeing you then. All right. Peace.